Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back in my home recording space. And this week, I have just a, an old conversation that I had with one of my students that hit my brain this weekend. I'll tell you a little bit about how we got there, and then I'll explain why I think it's such a significant thought that I think is important for all of us to think about. So, earlier this weekend, I was uh, spending some time with some of my, my extended family. And uh, one of the people that I was spending time with had had weight loss surgery. And there's a whole re- bunch of reasons why that was the best option for her. But her story is not the one I'm trying to tell today. Instead, uh, she was talking about how much better she felt. And she was talking about how positive uh, you know, things were looking for her. And just you know, generally feeling good about herself, how she felt, and everything else. But it reminded me of this conversation that I had had several years ago with one of my uh, with one of my students. So, start with a little bit of background here. I'll set the story a little bit, and then I'll talk about that conversation, and then we'll get ourselves into why I think it's important. So, to that end, years and years ago, when I first opened my school, going on 15 years ago, I had invited a bunch of parents to train in our Father's Day class, and I had. You know, a few new dads that all started kind of together. And the most of them trained for a very, very, very long time together. And um, one of them, took uh, he kind of took the bull by the horn as soon as he started training. Like I said, he and, and a group of other guys really close, got, uh, really quickly got very close, I should say. And they all trained really, really hard. All, uh, you know, achieved high levels in martial arts and so forth. And... Um, they took part in our first 90-day challenge. For those of you guys unfamiliar with the 90-day challenge, you can always go back and listen to episodes like 1 and 2, and you'll be able to to get a better idea as to what the 90-day challenge is. But to sum it up very, very briefly, what the 90-day challenge is, it's a fitness challenge that we do for our students, where uh, they basically take a before picture, they train their butt off, they exercise and eat properly for those 90 days, and they do everything they can to make a great change before they take an after picture at the end of the 90 days. So, to that end, my friends, right, Joey took really big part in the 90-day challenge along with his other friends that he started training with. So, they both got really, really, excuse me, they all got really serious about it. And the vast majority of them lost a ton of weight very, very quickly. Now, obviously, weight loss wouldn't be the only thing we'd be looking for in terms of of getting ourselves in better shape, but these were guys who hadn't been active in a good number of years, so for them, losing weight was a very, very big goal. So when you looked at the before pictures, you know, none, nobody would strike you as like, oh my God, these people are so out of shape. Not these gentlemen anyway. They were like average dad bod, even though that wasn't a term 15 years ago. They were average dad bod kind of guys. So, with that in mind, like I said, they got really competitive. They took it really, really seriously. And they all did an excellent job. They all lost a ton of weight. And uh, Joey, in particular, who I'm talking about, he took it so serious. Um, was eating, like, perfectly. Really, like, perfectly. Uh, I believe he said... The closest thing he had to a cheat for 90 days was he had white rice instead of brown rice one day. 
and even that he felt kind of crummy about. But nonetheless, when the challenge was over, he lost himself, I believe it was a total of 37 pounds in 90 days, which is crazy. It's absolutely insane. But it, what it was really was a complete 180 degree lifestyle change. He was now training really hard. In addition, he was really taking his nutrition seriously, something he had never done before. He worked as an IT manager, so really, what was his activity level on a daily basis? It really didn't exist. And now, he was being very active. And it got to the point where his, uh, his daughter that trained, he was involved in her classes, helping me out with, their, with her classes and, and that kind of stuff. And um, like I said, it was in fantastic shape. So you looked at his before pictures, and then you looked at his after pictures, and he went from like what you would imagine when you picture a 40-something-year-old uh, dad bod having IT guy with long hair. Right? You picture that, and then at the end of 90 days, I want you to picture like a 20-something-year-old surfer. He had abs on top of abs. Uh, he was in incredible shape. He toned all over. Um, looked absolutely wonderful. So, with that in mind, he, he's now in great shape. He's feeling great about himself. He's feeling great physically. And something silly happens. I don't remember the exact circumstance. But, um, for, for reference, he was a vegetarian at the time. And um, a, not super common, but a common enough problem with vegetarians is when they when they're training themselves at a very high level and they're breaking down their muscle fiber by pushing it so much, which is what you do when you push muscles, their body sometimes has a hard time bouncing back because generally a vegetarian diet doesn't have as much protein in it as a non-vegetarian diet. That's not to say that there aren't ways to do it. There certainly are. But he wasn't making... He wasn't getting the type of protein in his diet that he really needed for the level of training that he was doing. He was getting a decent amount, but not adequate for as hard as he was pushing himself. You know, he had went from, like I said, an average Joe dad to what you might consider an elite level athlete. I mean, he really was training at this super high level. He was training, you know, four or five times a week from not doing any exercise whatsoever. So he just wasn't fueling his body properly to recover from what he was doing. And then something silly happened. I forget exactly the circumstance. But uh, he pulled his calf. I, it, I don't even remember exactly how. Uh, Joey, unfortunately, had a bit of a, a, a track record of being Mr. Injury Prone. Uh, he did a lot of silly things throughout the course of his martial arts career uh, on the mat and off of it where like the most ridiculous things would enter him. So I don't remember if it was a circumstance like that or not, but not super important for the story. Um, he, he pulled his calf, and when he pulled his calf, um, because of the lack of protein in his system, the muscle didn't heal quite right, and he developed something called compartment syndrome. I could get into what that is, but it's not that important for the story. Long story short, it left him on the sidelines for a good couple of weeks. To the point where, like, you know, he, he was hospitalized, he needed a procedure to deal with it. Um, he was in fine health, but just it was like an injury to his calf muscle that he needed medical intervention with. 
So he gets it, and he's still, for lack of a better word, kind of psychotic about his fitness in the hospital. He's in the hospital bed, and he's doing crunches while he's in the hospital bed. Uh, and he gets out, and he's on crutches at first, and he's coming along with his daughter to her class, and all he wants, I could see the, like the hunger in his eyes as he's like just chomping at the bit to get himself back out there. And he looks at me and he says, man, I just feel so bad. Now again, for reference, he hadn't been off the mat for an eternity. We're talking about at the absolute maximum, he had been off the mat for about a month. If I'm, if I'm pushing it to extremes, about a month. And again, he's like, man, I just, I feel so bad. And I said to him, I kind of laughed. I was like, you think you feel bad now? Compare it to how you felt before you started training. And he kind of thought about it for a second. And he goes, you know, you're right. I definitely did feel worse way back then. But there was a big difference. Back then, when I was sitting in an office all day, and I wasn't really active at all, and I wasn't taking care of myself in any kind of way. The problem was, I didn't know what good felt like. I just felt like I felt every day, and I thought that's how you were supposed to feel. But now, now I know what being in shape feels like. Now I know what feeling good every day feels like. I know what waking up with a sense of feeling good about yourself feels like. And now that I know what that feels like, now I can say like, okay, with a couple of weeks off the mat, yeah, I definitely feel a little bad. Which is kind of crazy when you think about it. That it took feeling so absolutely great in terms of, you know, his fitness and so forth. It took getting to there to really put it into his, uh, into the forefront of his mind just how bad he had been feeling previously. And I've always kind of harkened back to this conversation when I think about how progress works and how progress works in both directions. The problem that we have sometimes is we think about progress as only forward motion. And that is true, it is forward motion. But it doesn't mean that we're necessarily headed where we want to go. That's the thing we have to consider. Sometimes we're progressing to a place that we don't want to be, where other times we're progressing in exactly right the exact right direction, I should say. So let's use Joey as an example so I can illustrate this point in terms of progressing in the wrong direction. See, there's a really important reason as to why he didn't realize how bad he felt. He didn't have grounds for comparison for how bad he felt. And it was a simple reason why. See, when a person gets themselves out of shape, when they're carrying so much extra weight that they can lose 37 pounds, they don't get there overnight. It doesn't happen in an instant. If you were to go to sleep one night and wake up the following morning and be 37 pounds heavier, the first thing you would do would be go immediately to the hospital 
because something is horribly wrong. Because obviously that's not what we do. But what really happens? We put on a couple of pounds a month, every month, for months and months and months on end. I mean, think about it. If you put yourself on three pounds a month, which would be a little extreme, but if you put on three pounds a month, it would take you right around a year to put on 36 pounds. So if you think about it that way, if you every day get one step closer to 36 additional pounds on you, man, you barely notice that. And by the same token, as the weight's coming off you, you don't notice the difference day by day. See, that's the big thing. We'll notice the difference weeks or months later. You know, if you did put on that 36 or 37 pounds in a year, at the end of the year, you'll look at a picture of yourself and be like, oh my God, what happened to me? What did I let happen to myself? How did I get here? Um, by the same token, if you take the weight off, taking that weight off over the course of time, again, you're not looking in the mirror every single day and noticing a difference. But at the end of three months, you look in the mirror and you say, oh my God, I look completely different. You look at a before picture and an after picture, and man, it is such a dramatic difference. But the other thing that we have to realize is, in addition to the aesthetics, to the visual component of that difference, we also have to factor in the feel part of that. Well, let's illustrate this in the wrong direction first. Again, if you were to carry around an extra three pounds at the end of every month, how quickly would your body get strong enough for you to not even notice that there were three additional pounds? It would be so inconsequential that in a very short order, your body would be strong enough. It would have adapted to that. It would now feel normal. It's like anything else, right? If, if you, uh, my wife, here's a silly example, right? But my wife, for the first time this weekend, uh, in like, I couldn't tell you how many months, I wore long pants because it was no longer shorts weather. And my wife looks at me, she goes, I can't remember the last time I saw you in long pants. Well, yeah, because, it, and think about it, in a course of three or four months, she got so accustomed to seeing me in shorts every day that it seemed so foreign that I'd be in long pants. That's how we adapt, and our body is no different. If our body slowly over the course of time is adding weight, is getting used to expending less energy, is getting used to being more sedentary, is getting used to all these things, our body's great at adapting, really great. You know, there's some dramatic changes at first, but very quickly, our body's kind of back uh, to homeostasis. It's balanced itself back out. That's what happens over the course of time. That's how someone gets out of shape and feels fine. Because every day, fine adjusts. That couple of extra calories you held on to, you know, that, that 500 or so extra calories that you didn't burn, 
that are now a surplus that are going to turn into body fat. Well, you just you adjust it just a little bit in order to make it feel okay, to make it feel normal. And by the same token, when you feel way better on the other end of getting yourself in better shape, again, that happens over the course of time. It's not as though you suddenly wake up one morning and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I feel 100% better. See, there's, as far as I'm concerned, there's only a couple of things that you ever do in life that are ever that way. And I'll just give you one example. One of the simplest things is like, you don't realize how like beat up your body is, how many knots you have in your muscles and these type of things until you go and get like a massage. And you get like a good massage where the person really does some therapeutic things to your body. And man, oh man, when the time that massage is over, you're like, wow, I feel so much better. But here's the thing. How did you get to the point where you felt so bad and didn't even notice? One little adjustment every day. Very, very small. And before you know it, all of a sudden you're in a place where your body's adjusted to feeling uh, a place that's not very good as feeling okay. It's like the old adage about you know the uh, frog in the pot of water. In case you guys aren't familiar, I'll give you a brief overview. Uh, the idea is if you put a, a uh, frog in a pot of water and put that water on the stove and you had it, you know, no heat whatsoever, and then all of a sudden you crank the heat up to 10. In a very short order, that frog is going to jump out because it's going to react very, very quickly to that change because it was a very dramatic change very, very quickly. And our body does this in a certain regard. And what I mean is when you start a journey like Joey did, the 90-day challenge, he lost a ton of weight in the first like week or two. And a lot of that was his body changing dramatically because there was a change to homeostasis. He dropped a lot of numbers on the scale, not a ton of body fat, but I digress. On this, by the other hand, if you were to take that pot of water and just very slowly adjust the heat, you were to go from zero to like a half, to like a full one, to like a one and a half, and you slowly increase the heat over the course of hours, the frog would never notice the changes. And by the time the water was so unbearable that the frog couldn't, uh, the, the frog couldn't take it anymore, at that point when it would go to jump, it would be far too late. The damage would be done. Well, our body is so similar. We adjust, we adjust, we adjust when things don't feel good, when things aren't doing well physically. Right? That's how... A person can be sedentary for such a long time, cannot take care of their body in any way, and to them it still feels like they're okay, because okay has shifted its location. Where they are on the okay scale, it's changed, but the body kind of, and the way we feel, it kind of like shifts itself. It kind of gets itself slowly back to the point where you're just like, okay, this is our new normal. We just take our normal and we adjust it a little bit. But the thing is, we don't realize that normal isn't okay. This new normal is not okay. Instead, it's a much less healthy place. 
But the good news is that the path to health, the path to the positive adjustments, it works a little bit more like that zero to 10. When you make that adjustment and you change it for a couple of weeks, in three, four weeks in, all of a sudden you're in this completely different place. You're seeing the results physically. You're feeling them physically. And it becomes more of a feedback loop where now you're at the point where you're feeling so great that you want to continue to build in this good feeling. And before too long, you'll have this great appreciation for just how good you're feeling because you now have an appreciation for what good really feels like. I'll leave you guys with this thought. So obviously, uh, we've probably all heard of the public figure Joe Rogan, comedian, podcaster, uh, UFC commentator, so forth. And he talks all the time about his health and how because he pushes his body all the time, he's constantly exercising, he's constantly keeping himself in shape, he knows what good feels like. So as soon as something's off in his body, he knows. And he can adjust what he's doing on that daily basis in order to make sure that he doesn't push himself to the point of dis-ease. See, that's the value of pushing yourself to that place of good, knowing what that good feels like again. Right? That only happens through some hard work, through some through pushing. Magically, you'll know what the good feels like again. And when you know what good is supposed to feel like, you'll notice real quick if you aren't feeling at that good. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email uh, at senseileonelli uh, at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash smithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsmma underscore smithtown. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. Please make sure you guys uh, subscribe to the podcast. Get your new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure that you rate and review wherever you're listening. It just helps. But most importantly, share the podcast. I always like to see the numbers grow. So if you guys could do me that favor and please just share the podcast, let our little community grow, uh, I would certainly very much appreciate it. So until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the mat.